Hello and welcome to the Next in Line podcast where we are helping to prepare you for whatever is next in line. As always, I am your host, Chance Pitts, and I'd like to thank you for tuning in to this episode. Guys and gals, I have an awesome episode for y'all here today. I'm joined in the studio by the one and only Michael Ruiz. Uh, he was in episode 48 with us over there back in the early days when we were in the camper, and we talk a little bit about that early on in the podcast, but we dive into some cool topics, anything from triathlons, marathon training, personal Personal development and even our upcoming annual wrestling match that we have every single year yes you heard that right wrestling match between me and my cousin michael it is the annual thing uh, it is the miguel brothers turkey bash but guys before we get into all that i want to make sure we take care of the housekeeping if you receive value from this episode or any other episode of the podcast i would ask that you share the show with like-minded individuals who might be able to receive that same kind of value that's the number one way for us to grow and to reach a larger audience and to be able to help more people. Now, along with that, guys, another way you can help us is by interacting with us on whatever platform you find yourself listening on, whether that's Apple Music, whether it's Spotify, whether it's YouTube. If you like, comment, subscribe, leave us a rating or review, whatever's possible on that platform. It's just going to help us pop up earlier in the search bar as people look for personal development type podcast. We greatly appreciate everyone who has actively done that and continued to help us grow this platform. Now guys, you can also keep up with everything we have going on at at next in line. Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. You can shoot us a DM there if you have any questions, any comments, any concerns. We're always glad to speak with y'all there. Now, guys, without any further ado, let's dive into the conversation with Michael Ruiz. All right, guys, so we're back in here today with the one and only Michael Ruiz. Michael, welcome back into the podcast. Hey, it's good to be back, man. Man, it's good to have you back. Um, Y'all might remember Michael from episode 48. We had him back on in uh the trailer days we were last in the trailer before we had the house in the studio Um, so times have definitely changed since the last time you've been on next in line absolutely come a long way you got a nice studio now i appreciate it it's nice to be sitting in here on a nice chair yeah yeah it's a little little bit different than the couch set up (laughs) with hanging a flag in the background just kind of draped yeah Um, some technical difficulties running that last time but it's hey from from zero to hero, right? That's right. Yeah, <laughs> working working progress, always working progress. But man, we're uh, we got some things to talk about today. Um, we've got probably the most important thing that we'll discuss uh, is the upcoming Miguel Brothers Turkey Bash, mm. which is a uh, annual wrestling match between Michael and yours truly. Um, Gearing yeah. up for that, so getting ready for that this year. Second annual, second second annual. annual. Yeah, we'll we'll tell y'all more about that, and we'll get into the roots of that, and often the weeds of it uh, later in the show. But I wanted to talk about something a little bit different because while the studios changed, while the podcast has changed over here, and we've made some progress, you've made some progress as well. You took on a triathlon. Not too long ago. I guess it's been a little bit, but uh, I've been meaning to try to get you in here, and I know schedules haven't aligned, and it's been kind of hard back and forth. But, man, I wanted to talk about that triathlon, kind of your training, and just, just what that event meant to you. Uh, well, it, it meant a lot. It was it was a very powerful thing uh, to, to go in there and tackle. Uh, I was very nervous. It was my first real event like that. You know, I've done, I've done hard things in the past. Um, I've run, uh, I've run 5Ks and I've done hard things. (laughs) If a 5K is hard for you, then that, that, that is a mountain that you should definitely climb. Um, but 
this is the first thing uh, of scheduled event like that that I've set up for and prepared for and had a, a training plan and not quite sure if I would get there. That's, yeah, I know what you mean. That's that's how I view most of my races, my ultra marathons, marathons, things like that. So I know exactly what you mean whenever you put it into context like that. Um, you spoke on training just a little bit, but what does training for a triathlon where it, this is me just being just completely not knowledgeable on the subject. I, I don't know anything about the cycling, the swimming. What does that look like trying to train for three different events at once? Uh, it's it's pretty hectic, and I, I didn't really follow um, what the professionals say to do, uh, which is they, they try and have you hit every event at least twice a week and then maybe one rest day. Okay. But trying to hit the, the – I have one pool available in my town, and trying to hit that and gets a little – difficult uh scheduling that in trying to trying to make that they have weird hours so you know i would set up my swimming days and then everything else came second to that so any days i could get into the pool i did because it was the most technical event you know you go in there and you can swim as hard as you want but if you're not doing it right you're not going anywhere (laughs) yeah so whereas running you know i can go out there and if i want to be faster, I just go harder. Whether whether my technique improves or not, you know, I can. Technique can make a huge difference in running, but it is sure. everything in swimming. And so, trying to get that down, and it, and you know, you watch YouTube videos, you try and get prepared for it, and then you jump in the pool, and you're like, how are they doing that? Yeah. They're so smooth. They're like dolphins or, or some kind of aquatic critter just slicing through the water and me i look like a cow trying to ford a river you know (laughs) so um but you you see you see improvements and you you get you get quicker and not that i was terribly good at the swim i think i was 112th out of 113 participants coming out of the water okay so so uh you know first race right first race but after the swimming, you know, I, I I would prioritize the biking because it is the biggest, the longest event, and that's where everybody says that it makes or breaks the triathlon because you cover the most miles on the bike. So I put running way on the back burner. If I was going to miss anything, it was going to be a run. Yep. And so then I put all of the miles I could on the bike trying to trying to make sure my legs were fresh for those workouts. And... I did a lot of uh, Zwift. Uh, the the it's a video game that you hook up to your to your smart trainer, and it will replicate hills and everything. But you can race other people online from your house, so you don't have to go and get um, together with a bunch of people to to ride bikes out on the side of the road or risk cars. But with Zwift, correct me if I'm wrong, you actually get to use the bike that you're going to be using in the race right it, absolutely it's a stand for your bike that detects your power that you're putting into it your speed that you would be going at and essentially it turns your true bike ride into virtual reality exactly in, in a, okay so exactly. just just for anybody that doesn't know yeah um, so so i did a lot of that to prepare my muscles and everything um but there's no replacement for getting out on the road 
because fueling, uh, you can fuel on a run. You carry it in a vest. You eat it, and that, and you know, maybe you need to practice that a little bit. You know, just getting used to having stuff on your chest and eating it while you're moving. Um, but fueling on a bike when you're not a very good biker is is a whole nother thing. Trying not to trying to keep your balance and, and keep going with power and reach down there and grab your water bottle and everything. That's a, it's a tricky, tricky thing to kind of get together with. And I think I shot myself in the foot by practicing so much on Zwift because on race day, I had to stop several times for fuel and I had to come to a complete stop and because my gear just wasn't shaking out properly Yeah, and, and the, the practice wasn't there. So the, the power was there. I did the best time I've ever done on that, that distance so the, the the Zwift was a great training tool, but I relied on it a little too much. I got you. So getting out there and getting those practical miles actually in application would have been something that served you better. I mean, absolutely. So I see a lot of the same things in ultra running and uh, my training schedules as well. I'll go hop on the treadmill, especially whenever I get into the deep parts of my week. Um, and I'll put four miles down before I do strength training and then go do a longer run in the evening okay. uh, to hit my 10 mile to 12 mile day average whenever I'm getting to that point later in cycle. And uh, I learned very quickly that the treadmill is a very, very different place than actually being either out on the road or the trail physically running and having to, for me, it was, it was even, it was more exertion of force and more perceived effort whenever I was mm-hmm. out there actually hoofing it right. than standing on the treadmill. The treadmill is almost like cheating, if you would. Yeah. Um, and it's funny you mentioned nutrition as well, because Lane Divin and I just ran that Spartan Ultra, that 29 mile race, and mm-hmm. uh, him being new to that, nutrition was one of the biggest obstacles he faced as well. Oh, wow. So it, it's kind of, it's hard to, for one, know how to work it in there with in practice, like if you're on a bike or if you're running in the trails and whatnot, and you're not used mm-hmm. to it, but also just remembering that you have to, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> when you're, when you're, uh, 15 minutes past your, your, your expected time to take a gel or, or, you know, I, I carry raisins. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, when you, you're just running, taking it easy, and you're like, oh, man, I'm falling behind. <laughs> and it adds up. It, you wouldn't think yeah. it does, but it really does. And you can't really play catch up that well. At least I can't. My no. gut's not there. That's that's so. one of the biggest rules is don't get behind because catching up is... Yeah. Can't just eat more. No, it's a monster <laughs> out there trying to do that. Man, it, and so you spent a lot of time on the bike. You spent a lot of time running. Uh, you spent a lot of time in the pool, it sounds like. Oh, yeah. Was there any strength training mixed into this, or what kind of lifting functional strength kind of stuff did you take on as well uh so i do uh do some strength training but honestly i did not do enough of it uh during that time Uh, everybody says don't skimp on your strength training don't skimp on your strength training get it in get it in get it in and to be honest i didn't get it in that well uh, during that time uh like i said just trying to to run I was just, I'd go on a bike and my legs, and I would toast my legs, and then I would go on a run and set the the worst run that I've ever had for that distance, and then <laughs> then you think you're falling behind, but you just came off of a thirty mile bike the previous day, and so it's it plays with your mind, and so trying to get in my recovery and everything, I I basically dropped weights completely sometimes if my legs were completely toast and i had a training training scheduled i would go ahead and lift weights instead but it was i didn't get a 
proper weightlifting regimen in during that time. Okay. That makes sense. And, uh, so how long did you have to train for this race? When did you really start picking it up? I guess your time frame or training schedule leading up to the triathlon. Uh, I think I gave myself four months to train for the dang thing. About four months. That's yeah. pretty solid training. And yeah. so what it's, it's solid training. If you do it correctly, if you adhere to the plan, if you <laughs> adhere to the plan. And that's, that's one thing that I am doing differently now is got I've got structure in my training because going out there willy nilly. Oh, I can, I can tailor my training better to my schedule. If I just make it completely, if it's your first race, find something with some structure and follow it. Yes. Cause that was the mistake I made. I, I completely agree. I faced some of the same battles in my first distance races and anything of consequence I was actually doing. Um, man, just to, to kind of round that all off. So on, on race day, how did you end up? What was your, your time? And I guess what were the distances you had to go for that swim bike and, run as well so the traditional olympic distance uh triathlon is a 1500 meter swim they cut it down to 750 on the swim day due to the excessive heat um something with the governing body how they their their rules they had to cut it down okay um so close to half a mile on a swim ish somewhere uh, in there yeah um yeah just under because yeah. I think 800 meters is right at half a mile, something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's what so, I was... So almost half a mile on, on the swim. Mm-hmm. Um, so part of me feels kind of gypped, but part of me is also like, oh, man, at least I only had to do 750 yeah. meters. So <laughs> Absolutely. It's, uh, but then it's a 24-mile uh, bike ride. That I did in an hour and a half, I believe, somewhere in there. I don't remember my time on the swim, but I was second to last out of the water. I was very slow. Uh, and then I did, it's a 10K after, so 6.2 miles. Okay. Um, right immediately after the bike. So it's swim, bike, run. The temperatures got up to, I. Th- it says 102 on my thing. I think it was about 100 degrees when I was leaving, so close. But we were just peeking into the, the triple digits as I was as I was finishing. So, but you start very early in the morning and it it just kept climbing. By the time I got on that run, it was, it was hot. I was trying to find shade on on the path, you know, it was, but I got it done. Uh, and it made me hungry for, to, to try something else and do better. That's exciting. And that's something I've always loved as well is even, even if it goes out there and it's a complete suck fest and you're, you're struggling the whole time, Crossing the finish line, checking the box, getting it done, having that completion under your belt is something that always gets me fired up to look for what's next and go Absolutely. into some different things. And speaking of what's next, I think you've got something else that you just said on the books on January 15th. January 15th. Do you want to talk about what that is? Uh, yeah. Uh, so January 15th, I'm going to be running the Houston Marathon. It's going to be my first uh, marathon Uh during training, I'll, I'll probably run my first half marathon. I think the furthest I've run to date is 10 miles, and that was back during the triathlon training. Uh, it was one of my heavier run days. So it's ex- I'm going to be excited to start pushing the envelope on the distance. You've been running a lot of distance. Absolutely. Uh, and some of the distances you run just 
blow my mind. So I kind of view marathon as the entry level into, into long distance. Um, like, don't get me wrong. A half marathon is a long way to run. Um, but if you want to start breaking in, I, the way I view it, that's, that's, that's first step, right? That's okay. I can run long distance. And then I want to see where I can go from there. Absolutely. Man, I can appreciate that, especially, you know, my history and and what I've done. And anyone who's listened to the podcast knows kind of how I threw myself to the wolves with my first ultra marathon. I skipped the 10K half marathon and marathon distances um, and went straight to a 33 mile race. Um, So I commend you for for jumping off the deep end and going after a marathon. I'm excited for you. Um, You mentioned your plan is a little bit more structured. What does for somebody that wants to get into this, maybe take the first steps that you took to get into a marathon like this, what does that training schedule look like? How intense is it? Is it something you're completely caught and left field with, or is there kind of a base there? Uh, so the plan, I, I downloaded it off the internet. I Googled a uh, marathon training plan. I read through a couple of them. I've watched several YouTube videos uh, from people who run different. Uh, I like the uh, Global Triathlon Network uh, I think they're based in the UK. Mm-hmm. And there's uh, the running channel. The, they're just, they put out some goofy stuff that uh, that's fun to watch, very entertaining. But they, uh, they've got some experienced runners on those, on experienced athletes all around on those channels. Um, but they, uh, they typically recommend like a 16-week plan, I think. Um, not to sound cocky, but... I think a lot of people run 16 week plans from almost nothing all the way up to the triathlon. So I was like, maybe, and I, I, I was cutting it short when, when I was looking at the, um, the training, cause I want to be able to run an entire loop with your dad on his 100 miler. So, yes. Uh, and that's a 20 mile loop. So, and I think that was 16 weeks out. So I was like, I need a shorter plan. And I found one and said, hey, if you can run a 10K continuously without stopping, it can get you ready for, for a marathon in 12 weeks. And so I said, perfect, let's do that. I looked at it, and I was a little nervous because it's been a while since I've run uh, 10K, right? Uh, maybe a couple months. Mm-hmm. And so I uh, I was like, maybe, maybe my base of fitness has eroded a little bit. Let's see. I downloaded it. I did week one just this past week. It's uh, Sunday. So, uh, finish that up Friday and it, it feels good. I, I think I'm right there where I need to be to, to start this plan, you know, and I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna be tough. Um, but I'm shooting to, I think, I think I'm going to get it done and I'm going to try and shoot for a four hour completion time. I think that's a little bit crazy. I think that's going to be pushing myself really hard, but I, I want something hard. I get inspired, um, watching your podcast and, and, you know, Lane Divin, he, his first event, Spartan ultra, you know? So me as kind of a complex, you know, I was like, I'm going to run a marathon. And then I watched the, um, the podcast with him and I'm like, okay, I got to make it harder somehow, (laughs) you know? Um, just cause he's doing, he's out there doing great stuff and, and that, that inspires me too. So, um, four hours I think is, is my goal. That's, that's, I think just over a nine minute mile pace. And I think that's going to be really hard for me to do. That's cooking pretty good. Um, I think my trail marathon that I ran in Bridgeland prior to running my hundred miler, I ran, of course, trail marathon. There was some different elevation and uh, twists, turns. It's not, it's 
more involved than running on the road. I think I was about four hours and 10 minutes, four hours and 15 minutes. So okay. it's a pretty Dang, good. That puts some stuff into perspective right it's there. It's a pretty good pace. <laughs> um, now, I, I did have more breaks and more. Uh, it was very hot. It was mm-hmm. a lot of factors in that kind of made it more of a complex thing. But yeah. I think it's very capable. I think it's something you can go out and do. Um, okay. And that. I really thank you for saying that the show inspired you. Thank you for saying oh, yeah. that Lane Divin, I'm sure he's going to love hearing that as well, uh, yeah. played a key role in, in getting you moving as well. But, man, it it just shows me that, like you said, 16 weeks and you could be out there completing a marathon on a full plan. You had a little yeah. bit of a base under you, so you're going to get to shorten that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyone who truly wants to do this, who wants to go out and – Try to do something hard, whether it's a half marathon or a marathon. Four months, under four months, is 16 weeks. Yeah. So just to put in perspective, if you truly apply yourself and you truly go in, I feel like you can make a difference very quickly. I feel like you can do things that you wouldn't dream you're capable of doing in years, just in a relatively short period of time. Absolutely. And what you're doing inspires me because it – it just illustrates that beautifully. Uh, it paints that picture of you can do hard things. And that's that's what this whole Next in Line movement and development podcast is about. Right. Uh, so I, I love seeing that. And it sounds like you've got a really good base under you. Um, Houston in January, that'll probably be pretty pretty decent conditions. It might be a little chilly. Yeah, a little chilly. But, but it, it'll be solid. Pretty flat over there for the most yeah, part, too. I, I think it's a pretty flat course. So, man, I'm looking forward to seeing where you go in the nine minutes um, with the pace you're shooting at and everything. So that's just kind of the overview, I guess, on what you've got going on right now. Um, but we do have something else cooking, if you will, <laughs> just like that turkey is going to be on Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. um, we last year decided to do something um, and make it an annual event. And if you heard us talking at the beginning of this podcast about the uh, Miguel Brothers Turkey Bash 2, uh, that is a wrestling match between Michael Ruiz and myself here that started last year. Um, and, man, do you yeah. remember how it started? Oh, I remember exactly how I'm that started. I'm a little fuzzy on the memories. I remember the outcome. But, oh, okay. But, but <laughs> We're already little, going there. A little fuzzy on the, on the beginning. If you want to run us through the... The startup for that. Well, we'd both uh, we'd both started the the seventy five hard earlier in the year, and we were both um, making vast vast improvements on our physical fitness and uh, and our weight. Yes, well, that was, was a huge one. component. We were, we were a couple of big old boys. We were. Uh, <laughs> so um, not not. I mean, still still a little big, but not a uh, not nearly like it was. But. No, no. <laughs> we neither one of us are anywhere close to where we were, dude. So. Uh, we were doing uh, a lot of working out. I I hadn't. You had finished seventy five hard. I don't remember when you ran your first ultra. It was a what? few months prior. Yeah. So you were doing some some really good stuff. You were running a lot of Murphs, and uh, I we started talking crap to each other. Just you know, as we do all the time. But you, I think you were uh, you were a little bit. Wow, this guy's really gonna step up to me because, you know, to be honest, you were in a lot better shape than me. So we we started talking crap, and we're like, you know what? Thanksgiving Day, we're both gonna be together. That I think that was our, where our schedules lined up. Family Thanksgiving. And I was like, we're gonna lay, we're gonna lay the smack down, you know, and finally settle this out. 
So there you go. We decided to have a wrestling match on Thanksgiving. And to give a little bit of background context for those of y'all that didn't watch that episode 48 with Michael Ruiz, I encourage you to go back and check that out, by the way. But Michael and I were born 10 days apart. I am 10 days older than Michael. We have been very close throughout our whole lives. Um, there's probably been a little bit of competitiveness, but for the most part, we've been pretty pretty chill with each other. Um, yeah. And the competitiveness, I think, really kicked in, like he said, whenever we went through this transformation for each of us in this personal development, losing the weight, um, getting back in shape, got the testosterone rolling a little bit. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> got us a little bit cocky. And uh, yeah, so we did. We threw down. I think it uh, ended up lasting four rounds four last rounds. year. Yeah. At the end, we didn't. It should have ended round one. It should have. Um, <laughs> so those of y'all that don't know, Michael's also, you way back in the day, did a lot of taekwondo, right? Yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah. I as a as a preteen, I got my black belt. So. You got your black belt. Um, so Michael actually knows what he's doing. I'm just kind of a. Uh, uh. <laughs> I just kind of go in there and start uh, just trying to throw people around. Is is my strategy? I take to the ground and, and try to wrestle as best I can. But Michael's got a little bit more technique to him. And in round one, we didn't know it was. No, yeah. In rounds. We thought it was just going to be all out until one of us lost. Yeah, but. we were ready to just all out brawl until somebody was left panting on the ground. Uh, yeah. And then I don't remember who it was, but somebody stepped in and said, all right, that's that's three minutes, four minutes, whatever it was, and, yeah. and broke us up. They did. And <laughs> at the time they broke us up, Michael had me in an arm bar. He was mm. about to beat me. I had and that thing sunk. It was pretty. I remember the look on your face when somebody said, okay, break it up. Bring the round one. And Michael's <laughs> face was just like, are you serious? Defeated. And that's where that's where your stamina and, and fitness really came in because you recovered from that first round real quick and I was still sucking wind. And <laughs> whenever we say that we had this wrestling match, just to set the context, in my aunt and uncle's house, Michael's parents' house, uh, in Moody, Texas, they have this big open concept living room and kitchen, dining room area, and there's huge area rug. Now picture furniture in the form of couches, chairs, all in a large oblong circle kind of oval shape um, in the kitchen, probably about, I don't know, probably 15 by 10 or something like that, open space in the middle with an area rug. Um, and that was a wrestling ring. You had people sitting all around us, probably 30 people circled up yep. watching two guys just give it hell. <laughs> we probably could have picked a better location for the pie table. Yes. Because that got a little dicey. <laughs> we came close to destroying some very beautiful pies some tasty pies <laughs> multiple times uh during that wrestling match but um we decided that once it was all said and done oh i guess we can give some context about the end of it um it went four rounds deep it was very close throughout the entire thing michael had me at the end of round one in arm bar i got lucky got saved by the bell um but we went at it at it at it for four rounds and Battle finally of attrition it it was <laughs> and, and finally in the fourth round i think i just got you edged out on the stamina got you in a headlock and was able to get the tap yeah so one of the most embarrassing moments of my life round one <laughs> round one year one i guess uh go, goes to yours truly over here but we wanted to let y'all know we are gearing up and there will be a promo coming out for it as well uh, that we're going to shoot in the coming weeks. But there will be a round two, the second annual 
Miguel Brothers Turkey Bash, MBTB2 is what we're calling MBTB2. it. MBTB2. Michael we'll, Chance Pitts defends his championship. That is right. We'll be squaring off on Thanksgiving this year once again, and I'm extremely excited about it. Oh, I'm ready. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see how it goes. Um, we don't know location. We don't know time just yet, but there will be that promotional and that poster coming out. Um, <laughs> and we have collectively decided to do this um, until one of us dies. Yeah, pretty much uh Till the end of the time, because neither one of us is ever dying. So yeah, I, I'm pretty sure we're just gonna live forever there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, man, that's that's the big part of it. We're gonna uh, we're gonna keep doing this every single year. Maybe way down the line, we might if we uh, have some grandkids or something like that that can take over the throne. Yeah, we maybe might pass it down to our firstborns. Pa- pass it down, <laughs> let it, let it become a thing, depending on how that goes. But for now, we're going to hold the crown, see how long we can take this out there. But um, be looking for round two, the uh, MBTB2 coming out to you soon. But Good luck to you, sir. You as well, my friend. <laughs> uh, do you do anything specific training to get ready for this event? We got less uh, than less than 30 or well, I guess about a month now. Yeah, I've Truly. been practicing my insults in front of the mirror, so prepare for some spicy ones. Spicy insults, okay. <laughs> you know you know that 100-mile race I ran? You know the, the 100K, the 62-miler as well? Yeah, I've been watching those for those. The obstacle course race I ran over there yeah, in Belton Nothing compared well. to my mirror trash talk. I'm just saying, everybody <laughs> thinks I did those things in the name of mental toughness and, and making myself better. They were just to prepare for this thanksgiving whenever i kick your ass <laughs> so get ready for it buddy i'll be waiting oh. for a long time <laughs> <laughs> no i'm i'm super excited about it i know the entire family is looking forward to it and i know we're all looking forward to getting together because it's been way too long but the real reason we do this guys is to celebrate the fact that you're a different person than you were two yeah. years ago I'm a different person than I was. We're actually physically capable of doing some things like this. Yeah. It's all in good fun, um, even though at times it will seem like it's not probably coming <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, man, I just I, I enjoy seeing you progress. I enjoy seeing you every time I get to sit down and talk with you, whether it's on the podcast or just on the phone for a little bit or if we catch each other at one of these family gatherings. It's, it's awesome yeah. to see the progress that you've made. Hey, I appreciate that, man. That means a lot coming from you. Dude, you've, you've not just the weight loss, right? The the weight loss, but the build back too, because you've done the yeah. triathlon, you're pushing for the marathon. I yeah. just see the progress and man, love to see it. I, I look forward to being a part of whatever we can do together in the future as well. I'm sure Heck we'll yeah. pick out some stuff. we got a couple things kind of planning out. So Yeah, I, I, we've even talked about um, some potential hikes and runs and different things like that on a small scale, but yeah. man, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it as a whole. Heck yeah, man. Dude, well, anything else you want to add on here? Anything else you want to put in here? I guess because no. the question I always ask is what's next in line, but I guess that marathon answered <laughs> that question. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, marathon, and then we'll see We'll see right after that. You know, I don't want to slow down. I don't want to do another slowdown like I did after my triathlon. I, agree. I don't want to take any time off. I want to keep pushing after that. It's really good to make yourself stay in the cycle because the minute you get off, it's it's that much harder to get back in. So that's a really good point. I'm yeah. glad you brought that up. Uh, but man, 
Um, the only thing I would say to that is, uh, don't look too far past Thanksgiving because I don't, I don't want to mess up your marathon schedule when I take you down, won't be able to train, but no, Um, man, thanks for stopping in. Thanks for being on the podcast with me. It's always a great pleasure to have you. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. Yes, sir. Take it easy. Well, there you have it, guys. That was an awesome episode with the one and only Michael Ruiz. It's so good to have him back here in the podcast studio to talk about marathon running, talk about his triathlon, the upcoming wrestling match, and just a variety of personal development topics like we always get into. Guys, if you received anything from this episode, if it made you laugh, it made you smile, um, if you're looking forward to that wrestling match, or if you got some personal development type content that brought you some value, make sure that you're executing on that housekeeping we have share the show with somebody make sure you're checking us out on facebook instagram and tiktok and guys always be prepared for whatever is next in line